just a greatness Cause right now that has forsaken us You should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fate So go ahead, go nuts, go ape Especially in my pastel on my paper Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel Homie, take six and take this Haters Hi, this is Maggie Estep, and I'm doing a legal station ID. I, I'm not sure what's legal about it, but so here it goes. You're listening to um, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, legally. I'm not a normal girl. I'm an angry, sweaty girl, so bite me. Oh, but I think that's supposed to be a good specialty, so I should be happy, right? I should count my blessings. Anyway, the point of all this is you're listening to WCVN, okay? Well, uh, good evening. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. My partner, Jim Dwyer, has uh, professional obligations tonight, so he'll be back with us uh, next week. Uh, interesting week. We've got the resignation of Berlusconi. Apparently he's going to still serve in Parliament. We'll get to him in a second. Continuing uh, problems with the euro and the currency crisis and how that may affect America and the uh, recovery, the weak recovery and, and whatnot. Uh, more Republican debates. And alas, the, uh, probably the dominant media story of the week was the situation at Penn State. I'm not going to pile on Joe Paterno too much. Uh, we, uh, of course, last week briefly commented on the matter, but we didn't know too many actual facts. And alas, I don't think we still know too many actual facts. Uh, a lot of innuendo, obviously... Uh, this is a situation where the, the crime actually is worse than the cover-up, and the cover-up is bad enough. And uh, what Joe Paterno knew when he knew it, <laughs> what he didn't want to know and what he didn't uh, do about it is, uh, I think, still an open question. Um, but obviously, I was somewhat surprised that he was fired that quickly. Uh, obviously, the institution of Penn State has an image to protect, and... Uh, you can see why, of course, there was a cover-up. Uh, these uh, scandals tend to turn into uh, feeding frenzies, some of it appropriate, some, some of it not. But obviously football is a big part of American culture. And I think that Joe Paterno, uh, as a football coach, certainly uh, ran things properly um, from an academic perspective you know most of his players graduated he he ran a pretty good program overall but I think there are some serious questions about how he operated the football program uh, over the last decade and uh, this alas will tarnish his reputation uh, ever more <laughs> to uh, paraphrase Edgar Allan Poe um, so I'm going to kind of withhold some judgment. I don't think I'm going to become a uh, specialist on this particular sordid case because it's uh, not pretty. And uh, our culture, of course, uh, elevates football coaches to very uh, high honors in our uh, 
society, and uh, this may be a mistake. I wanted to kind of review some of the uh, famous football coaches and some of their sins and crimes. And indeed, it's interesting that uh, a columnist, who I, I don't think I brought the, the piece in, but he noted that Joe Paterno was a good Catholic. He, uh, he went to church every week. And uh, his Catholicism may have uh, been part of the problem. Apparently, even the parish that he attended had some problems with uh, child sexual abuse that uh, were covered up by the Catholic Church. And while I was raised as a Unitarian, I like to jokingly say that Unitarians abhor all religion and embrace all religion simultaneously. Um, I am not a particularly religious person from the, uh, shall we say, the metaphysical perspective. I don't believe in the virgin birth or the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but I certainly believe in the ethics. And I think that the Sermon on the Mount and some of uh, Jesus's teachings in the New Testament are well worth reading uh, for the philosophy. And alas, in America, we uh, are culture, I think, tends to overemphasize the metaphysical aspects of Christianity and not the uh, ethical aspects of Christianity in which uh, one of Jesus's uh, greatest uh, pieces of advice was do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Um, if only our society followed such, such advice uh, 100% of the time. Um, he's characterized as a devout Catholic, even, and uh, I did find the, the item. Here it is by Joe Nocera. He says, more shocking yet, Catholics in Paterno's own diocese of Altoona, Johnstone, Pennsylvania, understood these consequences long before the rest of the country. In 1987, uh, Richard Serban, an Altoona lawyer representing abuse, abuse victims, sued the diocese. The suit was widely publicized in the local media publicity that did not diminish much even after he won in 1994 because the diocese kept appealing. Yeah, the Catholic Church has deep pockets uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> it finally agreed to pay $3.7 million to a victim in 2004. One of the victims... Serban representative uh, was a former altar boy in State College, Penn State's hometown. Very troubling, and I think that if uh, I have a criticism with Catholicism, I'm not going to go too much into <laughs> uh, religious uh, matters at this point, but uh, Joe Paterno may have regarded these things as sins, not crimes, and there is a difference between sin and crime. Catholics seem to uh, be able to absolve themselves of sin, apparently, by uh, showing up for Mass and confessing their sins to the priest. Presumably, these uh, confessions are kept in confidence, and uh, the priest apparently does not judge, does not report. Uh, that would be illegal, apparently. Um, but uh, God is the one that forgives. And uh, this may, of course, absolve uh, the guilt problem that people have when they witness sin, or per participate in it, whatever, 
and of course the definitions of sins varies from parish to parish, so to speak. And uh, sins uh, of other football coaches uh, I'm going to enumerate here in a second. Institutional coaches, by the way. Um, so we'll let the legal process and the <laughs> exposure of this cover-up, because clearly there was a cover-up, um, proceed. And uh, we'll evaluate things uh, at a future date, uh, because uh, admittedly at the moment there are still a continuing paucity of facts. Uh, phrases like horsing around in the shower, which... Uh, because I was a three-sport athlete, I know these kinds of things go on. But uh, horsing around in the shower is not the same as uh, rape and or child molestation. Those are beyond sins. Those are crimes. And uh, what Joe Paterno knew and when he knew it, we don't know. So I guess we'll just jokingly close with the joke, Joe Pa is no pa. And uh, unfortunately, in this uh, terrible situation, uh, an institution, Penn State, uh, is uh, going to be tarnished uh, for many years to come. I don't know what's going to become of the big-time college football program. Interestingly, in the Joe Nocera column, and the reason I saved it, uh, this from the 12th of uh, of November, uh, he quotes former President James Duderstadt, and I'll read this because I think it's appropriate. College football and men's basketball has drifted so far away from the educational purpose of the university. James Duderstadt, a former president of the University of Michigan, told me recently, quote, they exploit young people and prevent them from getting legitimate college education. They place athletes' health at enormous risk, which becomes apparent later in life. We are supposed to be developing human potential, not making money on their backs. Football strikes me at the core values of a university. And, of course, football has surpassed uh, baseball, but baseball is the American pastime. Uh, quick brain damage award to the NBA players. I don't quite understand what they're arguing about. Um, the NBA is, you know, they, they rejected another union contract. And the season apparently is going to be canceled uh, if uh, a settlement's not reached fairly soon. Uh, basketball is not inherently a violent sport. It is a physical sport, but not a violent sport. Football is very violent. There was an outstanding uh, frontline documentary this summer that I happened to catch about the problem of uh, concussions, uh, even with high school football players, the repeated blows to the head. Um, cause um, brain damage, literally, and uh, perhaps figuratively. A lot of focus in the last couple of years about some well-known professional uh, hockey players, and indeed, uh, along with professional football players that have developed incredible uh, dementia as a result of their uh, participation in these uh, sports. And uh, basically the brain is a... Uh, Oh, it's a it's a vital organ that uh, is protected by the skull, but it is essentially floating uh, inside one's skull. And uh, 
trauma blows uh, create problems for the brain. I was a very good high school intramural athlete, and at the time I disagreed with my father quite a bit. He would never sign the permission slips for me to play football, even though I might have been the starting quarterback. I had that kind of talent, but um, at the time in high school I regretted and argued with him, but uh, in, in retrospect I think he was correct. Um, Sometimes when I go home for the high school reunion, some of my so-called jock buddies uh, can barely move. They got bad knees, and they only played high school football. And when we talk about uh, peewee league football, and, of course, um, I played plenty of sandlot football uh, as a kid. It's fun to run around in the mud. I grew up in Ohio. Uh, high school football in Ohio is... Uh, well, it's institutional. Ohio is considered one of the top um, high school football-producing states in terms of athletes. And indeed, the University of Michigan's uh, program over these many years, some of our best players have come from Ohio, including Charles Woodson, um, Elvis Gerback, uh, Desmond Howard. Two of those guys won the Heisman here. And uh, football is an institution in this town. Uh, but I think our society needs to reevaluate football to some level. I've always advocated that if we need to raise taxes, our first two targets should be political donations and football. And it's interesting that in the column by Joe Nocera, who's basically an economic uh, specialist, who co-wrote a book a couple of uh, about a year ago with Bethany McLean, an outstanding book about the financial crisis. He notes that in 2009, Penn State football generated a staggering $50 million in profit on $70 million of revenue, according to figures compiled by the Department of Education. Penn State, of course, has attendance uh, numbers that are comparable to U of M's, a little less. And it is nice that the University of Michigan here, uh, I disagreed with the rebuilding of the uh, stadium at a cost of $220 million, but it's wonderful that our football program here at the University of Michigan can um, subsidize, uh, for instance, women's ath uh, athletics, uh, which they do. It allows women uh, to play and participate in a variety of varsity sports in compliance with Title IX. And it is an opportunity to, um, for them to, to, to get educational degrees at a very low cost. I think there are some very serious problems with the scholarship problems regarding the NCAA. And uh, Nocera notes that football coach, quote, push their student athletes to take silly courses that won't get in the way of football when players are seriously injured and can no longer play. Their coaches often yank their scholarships, forcing them to drop out of school. Sure, that's happened here. And uh, I don't know what the graduation rates at U of M are. But in no way, shape, or form do they, uh, uh, or no, no way do they sh uh, share uh, or compare to Penn State's, uh, one of Joe Paterno's redeeming qualities. My favorite quote from football coaches of all time uh, probably was the infamous press conference that John McKay, former USC coach who developed student body left, student body right, he produced many of those Heisman uh, winners, from the late 60s and early 70s, including O.J. Simpson, uh, maybe our most notorious uh, criminal involved with football. 
was asked at a press conference, and I sort of am paraphrasing this, and I may not have the exact wordage down, but uh, he was asked, what do you think of your team's execution? And John McKay, who was a bit of a wit, said, I'm all in favor of it. Uh, yeah. Um, let's review some famous football coach. Bear Bryant, uh, coach of Alabama, was a uh, apparently more than a, uh, was 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 a racist. Uh, not too sure when the first African American played at Alabama, but uh, Bear Bryant wouldn't recruit African Americans to play there until the very very end of his career. Woody Hayes, a legendary football coach, was forced to resign after he punched a player. In a bowl game, uh, the player intercepted the ball at the end of the game, thereby sealing the victory for, um, I believe it was Clemson. Woody Hayes got so upset, he went over and personally punched the player at the end of the game, uh, while the game was still uh, in progress. Jim Tressel, uh, recently Ohio State's football coach, engaged in all sorts of mischief, um, seems to have covered up uh, Maurice Colorette's uh, ineligibility, uh, criminal activity, and all sorts of recruiting violations. Some of these are kind of technical. I, I don't really know. Scandals at the University of Miami are uh, notorious, historical, and go back for decades. Um, Nick Saban, of course, jumps schools every other year for a higher contract. USC has uh, had so many football scandals, it's hard to even know where to begin with them. And even Bo Schembechler, I uh, don't really want to go into this too much, but I'll just comment that uh, he uh, had a, he was a very good football coach. I, I don't dispute Bo's uh, record at, at U of M. I think he ran a relatively clean program. I'm not going to say completely clean because I witnessed some shenanigans over, uh, over the years. But uh, Bo... Um, Unfortunately, at the end of his career, uh, decided he wanted to become athletic director to name his successor. He then seems to have kind of destroyed the University of Michigan baseball team and basketball team. He fired Bill Frieder. Bill Frieder, I think, was feeling some heat and uh, signed a uh, possible contract. It's still a little vague. He went to Arizona State, was fired on the eve of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Fisher became the coach, and scandals ensued. And um, Bo fired Bill Frieder for something that he'd already done himself. And, of course, he used a, an appeal to patriotism. I need a Michigan man to coach our team when he had already agreed to work for Tom Monahan, who owned the Tigers as a general manager, where his main role was selling uh, the public. Fortunately, this didn't work. An enormous uh, public tax giveaway for, uh, to rebuild a Tiger Stadium, a new Tiger Stadium. He's famously quoted as saying the uh, Detroit Tigers can't be chained to a rusty girder in reference to Tiger Stadium, a historical building that was perfectly good for baseball and in no way, shape, or form needed to be torn down or uh, not used anymore. Uh, to Mike Illich's credit, he is the pizza magnet that bought the Tigers, and he built Comerica Park mainly with his own money, did not pursue a public relations gambit to get a city uh, in chronically financial problems as bad as Detroit to uh, fork over taxpayer money for such an endeavor. 
As for real child abuse, it's it's uh, widespread. It's global. And I um, <clears throat> wanted to uh, point out that uh, in the October 10th edition of The Nation magazine, an outstanding article by Kelly Hearn, who is an investigative journalist whose articles have appeared in The Post, The Washington Post, Christian Science Monitor, National Geographic, and Yale, um, has a very, very shocking um, investigative story about how American pharmaceutical companies, along with U.S. regulators, and of course this was rampant during the Bush administration, have allowed drug testing on uh, prospective pharmaceuticals to explode in third world countries, particularly South America, in which children are tested with drugs and um, this is just shocking stuff. Now, the mainstream media will not look at this sort of child abuse, but it's uh, it's shocking to read. And this is not a lengthy article. This is just, you know, two pages of just absolutely horrendous details of how the FDA has allowed these tests to occur, um, mainly in... Uh, Peru, apparently, um, in which the pharmaceuticals, the multinational pharmaceuticals, but uh, particularly American pharmaceuticals, are evading uh, United States law, the FDA laws here, to, um, well, (laughs) test drugs on children. Now, if that's not child abuse, I don't know what is. And it's uh, an example of the American media not Oh, maybe really looking for the skeletons in the closet as much as uh, uh, they should. And I'll quote a little bit from this article because I think it's outstanding. Um, And there may well be some follow-ups on this because, uh, of course, uh, some of the stuff that I've read about this, uh, these uh, nasty developments include uh, children that have died as a result of uh, these uh, tests that are pretty much illegal under American law, and yet are uh, continuing with, uh, alas, not enough oversight or regulation. Uh, It's appropriate that Rick Perry, uh, in one of the most recent debates, um, couldn't remember the third agency that he wanted to abolish, but uh, needless to say, it was the EPA. Um, I think a presidential candidate running for president that's advocating and Abolishing the EPA uh, needs to have their head examined because uh, <clears throat> the EPA, of course, regulates uh, pollutants in the in the uh, you know the air and the water, <laughs> the earth. I mean, <laughs> if we can't protect the air, the water, and the earth, and are going to allow uh, industry and corporations to quote. Uh, regulate themselves. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand a, a more relevant role for government to play. And of course, the FDA is mainly engaged in um, examining the efficacy of drugs and uh, as part of their broad uh, protections, uh, they inspect food. Um, these are appropriate roles for government. 
there are some areas of the government that certainly need to be cut back on. I'd start off with the Pentagon, and I don't understand why none of the Republicans other than Ron Paul seem to be terribly interested in the Pentagon budget, which, of course, is 50 uh, percent of discretionary spending uh, in the budget. They talk endlessly about entitlements. Uh, they need to go where the real money is and where the real waste is and where the real criminal activity is. And, of course, foreign clinical trials regarding American pharmaceuticals uh, was exposed uh, very um, openly a couple of years ago when uh, it says last year, I'll quote from the article, a professor at Wellesley College unearthed evidence of a particularly egregious case from the 1940s in which scientists working for the public health service deliberately infected Guatemalan prisoners, mental patients, and soldiers with syphilis and other sexually transmitted diseases in order to study the effects of penicillin. Um, this, of course, was a scandal. Uh, the United, uh, I think Barack Obama may have officially apologized for that, and uh, needless to say, he uh, was criticized for that. We hear this all the time in the Republican debates. I'm running for president, and I'll never apologize for anything that America did. Well... <laughs> You're a Christian. Yeah, right. And uh, Michelle Bachman, you know, let's give her a quick brain damage award along with Herman Cain as I divert from this subject briefly. Uh, you know, in the last debate, they are defending waterboarding. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Not only did Bachman, who is obviously um, her, her, her medicine cabinet's got the drugs mixed up. Uh, she's got migraine headaches problems. I don't know what she takes for that, but, uh, yeah, leave the hallucinogenics uh, um, um, drug container. Uh, keep it closed. Uh, because not only did she uh, defend waterboarding openly and advocate it as, when I'm president, I'll reinstate waterboarding, claiming that it produced uh, valuable information. This is all nonsense. Uh, there's no evidence of, of uh, the waterboarding producing any valuable information. In fact, it was actually used just the opposite. It was used to produce false information that was then used by Dick Cheney and other war criminals in the Bush uh, administration to justify the war in Iraq. Uh, College Sheikh Mohammed, uh, the, uh, one of the... Uh, quote, masterminds of 9-11, was waterboarded 183 times. Now, he's a despicable person, but uh, what was done to him by the CIA, uh, those are crimes. And uh, it is historically accurate to point out that the United States executed Japanese military people who waterboarded American soldiers during World War II and other Allied soldiers. These are historical facts, and uh, Michelle Bachman uh, needs to read some history and a little less uh, Aesop's fables or whatever the heck she reads. Uh, I don't know if she reads much more than Sarah Palin, but she's a complete idiot. And then she goes on further in the debate, just for the record, to claim that the CIA is being run by the ACLU. Uh, <laughs> remarkable. Uh, not only is this false... Uh, completely inaccurate and a complete lie, but it's actually a smear of the current director of the CIA, 
General David Petraeus. I mean, Petraeus um, will probably go down in history as one of the most effective generals in American history. And to claim that he is in cahoots with the ACLU, I mean, that's just mind-boggling. Michelle, get back on the migraine meds. Quit taking the hallucinogenics. It's incredible. But uh, to get back to the Kelly Hearn story, uh, in the October 10th edition of The Nation magazine, The Other South American Drug War, remarkable stuff. Uh, in 2000, Sano Aventis conducted a series of clinical trials in the United States and abroad. One Alabama doctor was paid $400 a head to recruit patients caught the eye of FDA reviewers for signing up subjects in droves. She ultimately went for, to jail for falsifying data in 91% of her cases. Another doctor presiding over drugs was arrested on drug and gun charges. Despite warnings from its reviewers, the FDA allowed Santo Aventis to submit foreign trial data in place of compromised domestic research. Keytech got the green light for... Uh, sale in 2004, the drug that they developed. It wasn't until 2007, after dozens of deaths from liver failure had been reported, that the FDA recommended restricting its use a day before Congress was to investigate. Now, how interesting. 2004. This is under the Bush administration. He's in charge of enforcing the laws. That's what he took an oath to do. Who was in charge of Congress in 2007? The Democrats, who was in charge of the committee that was going to probably investigate this, Henry Waxman. Henry Waxman is always pilloried on the media as a liberal, a California liberal, a San Francisco liberal. Yeah, and he's uh, unearthed uh, scandals galore over the years in, in regarding this kind of nonsense. So how interesting that um, the FDA would... <laughs> Finally come up with a report the day before they were supposed to testify before Congress after sitting on the data for three years. That's just one horror story. Um, by the way, uh, it's approaching 7 o'clock. Got a couple of clocks down here, and they have different times. I think the time change recently affected our clock resets. So uh, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and I wanted to uh, thank uh, Andrew for engineering once again this evening. Um, <clears throat> this is interesting. According to the FDA, the number of trials in developing countries has grown 8% a year since 1997. A 2010 report by the Inspector General, and I'm quoting again here from Kelly Hearn, of the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, notes that 40 to 65% of clinical trials on FDA-regulated products in 2008 took place overseas. Of nearly 6,500 foreign trial sites that year, the FDA only inspected 45, less than 1%. Man, do we need less regulation. This is incredible stuff. More on this story in upcoming shows. Uh, do stay tuned. Uh, Yazoo City Calling uh, is coming up next on this fine station.